Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to Late Lunch as we approach our 15th birthday on Friday, Louise. Friday is the big day. Late Lunch is 15 years on the air on the 5th of January. Where has that time gone? Hasn't it just flown by? Happy New Year to y'all. I have a bloody head cold. Oh, my God almighty. You always seem to get something around Christmas. Well, well, you know, I I actually flew through it health-wise myself up until about a couple of days ago and I just felt it coming on. You know, one of those nasal head things. Oh, damn it and bad scrams to it anyway but there there you have it how was your Christmas? It was great it was I'd love to say it was hectic but it wasn't have you ever met anybody who would say how was your Christmas and they don't answer quiet <laughs> I know I know I know I know I know but uh, how was yeah, yours? Yeah, hold on you had it you had a nice relaxed time and mm-hmm. I, I, I have to say like lots of people get out and about and get things done but this Christmas I'd say it was the worst Christmas I ever had. Oh, honest to God, I, I really, I really mean that. Well, our littlest grandchild, uh, Olivia, was in hospital with the RSV, rushed oh, in on, on Christmas Eve, and we had that to contend with, and just her recovering from that. And the weather, there was no chance to go even hit mm. a golf ball. We didn't get out fishing because the lakes are out in the roads. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> yeah. you couldn't yeah. get in them. And I have to say, I one, one fantastic highlight of my Christmas. I cleaned the two shower heads. <laughs> the Christmas of 23 would be the shower head Christmas. The shower head Christmas. I, <laughs> I cleaned the two shower heads. I stuck them into a bowl of vinegar each and then went at them with a pin. Do you know me and my little, yeah. my little uh, what do you call it, uh, OCD and, mm. and did that and then put them back into the thing and they're actually pounding out now. That's my memory of Christmas until yesterday. Until yesterday because I have to say yesterday will be a highlight because I went to the National Concert Hall for the New mm-hmm. Year's Day concert, the National Symphony Orchestra and Miss Celine Barn. What a concert, Louise. Oh, my, oh, my. It's a memory I'll cherish forever. So it mm. finished on a high. Miss Etta Miriam went there yesterday. It was just simply wonderful. Celine was magnificent. The orchestra, the music, it was uplifting. And it really did dig me up from me boots. So the new year started well. It started well. Mm. It started well for sure. And even starting better because do you know that the shortest day was on the 18th of December when the sun set at six minutes past four. Mm-hmm. And today on the 2nd of January it sets at what time? 18 minutes past four. Oh. So we're up 12 minutes already. So there's a good news story to begin grand as well. Grand stretch in the evenings. A grand stretch in the evenings. <laughs> it's too soon for that yet though, mm. isn't it? Yeah. It really is. But anyway, I'll give you those few minutes and a lovely message in already. Thank you, Paula, from Paula McDonald. She was out and about yesterday before the torrential rain. Opposite, she says, uh, the Valley Inn in Malera and uh, the Tidy Towns teams from Monaster Boys 
do you see the picture there? Do you see the snowdrops? Look oh, at the little already. snowdrops. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Paula. Thank you for that lovely picture. They're beautiful. The little snowdrops there in the bed. Well done to all concerned. If you want to get in touch with us, remember the usual numbers. Say hello. We love to hear from you. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text gets us this afternoon. Let's begin with a lovely, lovely story because... We have to tell you that the first baby born in Ireland is from County Meath and his daddy is on the line. Robbie Emmett, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <clears throat> well done to you to be the first in Ireland is some achievement. And this little fella, Arlo Robert, for all his life, will have the distinction of being the first baby born in Ireland in 2024. Tell us the story of his arrival. It wasn't straightforward, Robbie. No, no, it wasn't. Um, my wife, Nicole, she, she started to get labour pains on uh, Sunday morning. And they were very irregular. And then they kind of started to get a bit consistent then at about 8 o'clock at night. So we, we timed them for for an hour and a half. And then we decided at about half nine, ten o'clock to make our way into the rotunda. And, um, and she, Nicole was brought in and they were examining her. And every time she had a contraction the heart rate of the baby kept dropping so they brought her straight up to the labour ward and then they decided that they were going to bring her in for an emergency C-section and uh, yeah, thankfully everything went nice and smoothly and baby Arlo and Nicole are doing great now and he was brought into the world safe and sound. £9, 2 ounces, uh, a little bruiser for sure at 9 2, a good (laughs) size of a wee fella and you you have a wee one already, Amelia. What age is Amelia? Amelia is three, she'll be four in July. Oh, lovely. God, the big sister now will be just so delighted yeah. to have a little brother to mine and look after. When, But just to go back to your wife, when was uh, Nicole due? Was she due around the last day of the year? She was due Christmas Day. Oh, right. So it ran on uh, for a few days yeah. afterwards. I see. I see. So uh, the timing was absolutely perfect. Here's the thing, though. After the delivery, you didn't know immediately uh, that Arlo uh, would was the first baby in Ireland. No, no, I was I was actually sitting in the nurse's station, uh, the midwife station, with Arlo in my arms, and I could just hear the, the midwives and the nurses ringing around all the other maternity hospitals to see um, who was the who was the fourth born. And every now and again, I could just hear, "Ha, we have four minutes. Ha, we have four minutes past twelve. <laughs> so we 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 kind of we kind of decided and knew that it was a bit of a competition between the maternity hospitals. <laughs> oh, I tell you, the Rotunda love to win it every year. It's a real competitive <laughs> thing altogether. And normally when you hear about it, it's seconds after midnight, but he arrived, what, about four minutes past. So you know what I mean? It, it was, was it wasn't staged by any means. No, 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 no. Sure, I, 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 I was just saying to, um, <clears throat> to one of your colleagues there that at 12 o'clock I was standing outside celebrating the new year with the midwives and then four minutes later I was holding my son in my arms so it was a, it was a strange one <laughs> a strange one indeed is it true that a, a, a cake appeared on the scene yeah yeah um, he, he's been the talk of the town now in, uh, in the rotunda so the chef uh, made him a, made him a, a cake there uh, yesterday so I haven't seen it myself yet now. So I'm trying, I'm trying to get a piece of it myself. But I think uh, Nicole's keeping it for herself. Oh, Lord, they'll have to keep you a piece. The daddy has to get a cut of the cake for sure. Exactly. Yeah, well, what is the, this is a lovely story. It really is. Now, there's, there's, there's a tinge of sadness with it too because Nicole lost her gran. She did, yeah. It was on the uh, 30th of December. She was... 96 years of age. I mean, she has she had a very very good life, and um, she was an extraordinary woman. She uh, 
she was involved in making the Queen Mother's dress, uh, Queen Elizabeth II's uh, mother's wedding dress as well. So she was uh, she was an amazing woman. God, what was her but name? Sadly, she, uh, Kitty Gabbard. My God Almighty, and she is that linked back to the royal family and such significant exactly. times. Really, yeah, yeah, exactly. really. Oh, my word. Oh, God Almighty. It's really like, you know, the circle of life uh, happening in your family in that she passes and the little lad arrives. Exactly, exactly. That's it, yeah. Amazing, it really is. There you go. Anyway, so the uh, mam, mam Nicole, uh, and baby Arlo Robert are still in at the at the moment. Any news of when they'll get home? Uh, I think it's Thursday morning. So because it was an emergency C section, um, they kind of have to just keep her in and monitor and make sure everything is is uh, is fine. Well, you might hear a little scream here now. I have the little man in my arms here while Mammy's in having a shower, so. <laughs> well, there you are. We can say that he did his first radio interview on the 2nd <laughs> exactly. of January, just really literally <laughs> hours after being born as well. You can remind him of that uh, as well yeah. in the future. Oh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a lovely, it's a lovely, lovely story. What about Amelia? She's all excited, is she? She is, yeah. We, we, we brought her in last night to, to introduce him to, introduce to Arlo and... Uh, yeah, she was beside with him. She just kept looking at him and wanting to to rub his arms and making sure that he was he was safe and he was sound. And yeah, she was just absolutely amazing with him. It's terrific and it's great as well. And Meath, baby, you're from Ashbourne, of course, in County Meath, is the firstborn yes. in Ireland. Well, listen, take care of the little fella there. Pass on our regards to Nicole and Amelia as well. We're delighted for you. And what a great time it is for you at the beginning of 2024 to have the firstborn in Ireland. Thank you for taking time to chat to me today, Robbie. No problem. Thank you very much for having me. Thank Not you. at all. Take care of yourself. Bye. That's Robbie Emmett there from Ashburn with the little lad in his arms. Uh, arriving into the world four minutes past midnight on the 1st of January uh, 2024. A great story indeed. You're at Late Lunch on LMFM Radio this uh, Tuesday afternoon. I nearly said Monday. She'd be confused with the days, wouldn't you? Uh, Louise, one of the highlights of the holidays, I have to say, uh, was and always is for me. It must be all around New Year. Uh, Jules Holland and his uh, hoot nanny. You you were watching mm, it. Yourself. I was, I was, unlike yourself, I was just in awe. Oh, it was well, one particular I, act, wasn't there? Well, I have to say, can we hear her now in a second? Can we uh, have you got her there? Just that we can have a listen to her in a moment. But I want to say first off, our good friends, the Mary Wallopers. Yes, stars. They were there. They were three there. songs. Oh my! Oh my! They are made now. If you get it, you know, if yep. you're featured on that show, the boys are just going to fly to the stratosphere. They mightn't even talk mm. to us in the late. I was going, I was morning. just about to say they better. They better. And if they're we listening know where today, they live. Uh, we know where the Hendys live for sure and the crew <laughs> from the Mary Wallopers and we'll be on to them shortly. We must try and grab them and have a chat with them. But this young woman, Mirren um, Bradley from Donegal, I never heard, honest to God, she just stopped the show on Jules' show. Can we listen to a little bit of her there? Bit, right, yeah. Here is Mirren Bradley, and this is her performance with Jules Holland on the Hoot Nanny. Little green light, little red light, 
Isn't she something else? Amazing. I could listen to her all day. Oh, my word. That young one. She's only 17. Yeah. And her dad was there with her as well. That's another girl. Watch this space for Mirren Bradley in the year ahead. Oh, she doesn't mm. go straight to the top now. There's oh, sensational no she was. You can't beat Jules on the New Year's Eve. Nope. That's for sure if you're sitting in like most of us are at this stage of our lives. I tell your story to me A hairy moment for you There's a grand if you do I need to know on the late lunch show <laughs> Oh my God, I'm, I'm blushing here You'll be on Jules Holland next year I really am blushing here <laughs> Pilot will be looking for uh, royalties from me after that one. Anyway, what are we talking about uh, today on the show? What's that all about? Well, I'll tell you what it's about. It's January on late lunch. Yes, we want you to tell us about the hairy moments in your life. And I have a thousand euro to give away to one of you. Not bad, Louise. What a the prize. Month of January. Yeah, it's a lovely a prize. Bills. Absolutely. Give yourself you- a treat. <laughs> for sure. All you got to do is come on late lunch and tell me about that hairy moment, that hairy incident, that hairy time in your life. And we have a select jury who are going to select mm-hmm. and pick one of you for that thousand euro before the end of the month of January. Yes, it's January on your late lunch at the beginning of 2024. Now, Miss Louise Walsh, <laughs> you are going to kick off the hairy stories. Listen, if you have a hairy story, by the way, all you have to do is text or WhatsApp Harry to 086-1800-658 and we'll get in touch with you then. And it's as simple as that. And even better if you voice note. Yes. Send it, us a story and voice yes. note through WhatsApp if you want and we WhatsApp, can play it. Exactly like that as well. Whatever way you want. But I'd love to get you on the airwaves with me, to be mm-hmm. honest with you, and chat to me about your hairy moment. Anyway, you're going to kick it off, Louise. <laughs> you're, now this, well, I tell you, Louise has that many hairy moments in her life. My whole life is a hairy moment. <laughs> I should be a Yeti. <laughs> Have that much hairy moment. We, we had an absolute job. Anyway, go on, go on, kick us off. Oh, with I this can't one. believe I'm telling this on air. Right, on. it was I was only about twenty at the time, and my friend uh, was working in the UK, so I think it might have been even my first time ever on a plane. So I went over on my own tour, and she met me at the airport with her sister, who lives over there, donkey's ears, and her sister's husband, and it was my first time meeting them. So that was fine. Went back to their apartment and went out later for a few drinks and bite to eat. Got back. That was fine. Went to bed. I was in the room with my friend. And anyway, sometime in the middle of the night, I woke up and needed to use the bathroom. So went to the bathroom. As you do. As you do. And came back into the room and climbed back into the bed. Except (laughs) I had the wrong bedroom um i climbed into the bed beside <laughs> my friend's sister and her husband <laughs> straight in they'd only met me a few hours and there i was in the bed <laughs> beside them and i just heard this voice saying i think you've the wrong room <laughs> i was i was mortified i was mortified i just hope they were wearing pajamas i didn't even, i was just high tailed it out of the room <laughs> I couldn't I actually remember the next morning and I think one of them said was funny like said something like it was nice to see you with your clothes on Louise <laughs> which I had by the way they were just breaking the ice I was mortified Ah, oh, Louise 
top marks. What a hairy, <laughs> hairy moment. moment. Oh, that was a hairy, hairy moment <laughs> for sure. I, I, I don't think I can rival that one for funniest. I, I'll, I'll tell you one on a serious note, right? A, mm-hmm. a hairy because moment. it can be anything. It, it can, can be, be anything. scary, it funny, be, anything. Yes, whatever that moment is, come on and let us know. Tell us your story on Late Lunch. A thousand euro for one of you out there listening. A thousand mm-hmm. euro cash. I'm going to give away cash before the end of the month. Anyway, m- mm-hmm. mine's a more serious one. Now, I have a few like yourself as well. I'll come back to them. But anyway, back in the 80s, when myself and Miriam were, we weren't going out that long, uh, we were invited to a wedding in Enniskillen. Mm-hmm. And the troubles were raging. Honestly, it was a shocking time. And bombs were going off everywhere. People were being killed. It was really serious. And Enniskillen, the centre of Enniskillen, which, as you know, subsequently uh, suffered one of the worst tragedies ever mm-hmm. of the Troubles. But the centre of Enniskillen then was uh, a no-go area for cars. You could not park in the centre of Enniskillen. They were afraid, you know, a car bomb. Oh, right, place okay. Fits. Yeah. Anyway, we had a, a Renault 5, a white one, a white Renault 5. And <laughs> it's a bugger of a thing for, for not going in damp weather. And it wasn't <laughs> great weather. Anyway, up we went, drove. We were looking for the church. And we were looking, and Miriam was looking for someone to get changed as well. So we came down next, right into the centre of the control sto- zone in Enniskillen. The bloody car cuts out. <laughs> A sudden registered car, well, within no time, there were RUC round us everywhere and army and that and took us out of the car. What was up? We explained. They saw the dress and that. They got a little bit more calm. Anyway, it wouldn't start. So they had to get the army <laughs> to tow the car away. Right. So she had to take her dress out, all the stuff out of the car. Oh, yeah. The and two RUC men told the army where they take her car to get it checked mm-hmm. out somewhere else. And they said to me, come on, son, hop in the back of the car there and we'll take you to the garage. <laughs> when I got into the back of the car, this is no joke in you, there were two rifles in the back of the car and the arrow, you see, men were armed to the hilt and I was sitting in beside them. And you know what went through my mind? I thought, this car is going to be ambushed now by the IRA. <laughs> it, was a, <laughs> it was an RUC car and I am dead. I'm coming to a wedding in Enniskillen and I ain't going to see... Well, at least you'd be wearing your suit. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a million, Louise. Thanks so much. I would have... Li- I would have li- you know, that thought went through my mind that, you know, I, I was going to be the unfortunate mm. one that was... A, and I'll tell you, I And was. so tension up there was so fraught. Oh, the time it was, was unbelievable. But I have to say to the credit... They were so nice. And uh, at the end of the day, we got the car sorted out. We got to the wedding and all's well that ends well. But that for me was a very hairy moment in my mm. lifetime. It and you still really remember was. it like? I still remember vividly. it. I still remember it. And what like, happened to the car? What was wrong with it? Oh, it was one, no no disrespect. But at the time, they had that sort of fault in them. They, they, they just gave trouble. You know what I mean? They, they'd cut out, and start, especially damp mornings. As I said, there was problems with them. But anyway, it, all's well that ended well. And then another wee one I remember was the time I was away with my friend Eddie on a fun trek called This More Fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were in, I don't know where we were. We were in Germany, where we were somewhere, on the fun trek holiday. And... Uh, we went for a shower one morning. We went to go for a shower. We're down the campsite and I saw the thing, D-A-M-E-N. I think I mentioned this before, mm-hmm. Damen. And I said, Eddie, let's go in here. So we went in and into Cubicles out, walked out. And it was steam everywhere. You couldn't really see anybody. We were in the shower. And then the steam sort of died down. And I looked to me right. And I'll tell you one thing. <laughs> what a Damen she was. <laughs> and our friend beside her as well. <laughs> I don't know where Eddie ended up. I'll tell you. It's a shower I'll always remember. <laughs> Every moment. Heaven is sure. a place on earth, huh? <laughs>
<laughs> That's another wee one I remember. But I could recount Morty as well. Anyway, we want you to tell us your hairy moments on late lunch. If you have a hairy moment that happened to you in your life, we want to hear it. A thousand euro could be yours on late lunch this January. Get your stories to us. All you have to do, as Louise says, if you want to WhatsApp us in, a story, a voice, you can do that as well. Or if you want to just send in your details to 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text with the word hairy or hairy moment, we'll be in touch with you. Mm -hmm. And you have to be prepared to come on air come and chat to Jerry about it. Come on air and tell me about your hairy moment for a €1,000 on LMFM's late lunch this January 2024. Let's be having you. Up after the break on late lunch, I'm joined by a woman. Well, she got rid of her Christmas tree on St Stephen's Day. Thank you so much for the uh, New Year wish. It's great to have you back. Hope you have birthday cake later in the week, uh, says John. John, Happy New Year to you and thanks for everything through the year. Great to have have you listening to us this afternoon. Yes, late lunch turns 15 on Friday. This Friday we're 15 years on the air. Tempest Fugit for sure. Happy New Year, Jerry, to yourself, Louise, and your super show. Look forward to listening in every day. Thanks. I don't have a name on that one there, but lovely to hear from you. Keep the messages coming to us. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text gets us to late lunch this afternoon. Now, my next guest, I remember speaking to her. I've spoken, I think, a couple of times, but first Firstly, back in May 22 on Late Lunch, she's the founder of Simplify and Sort. She's a home decluttering and organised organising professional who got rid of our Christmas tree already, I believe, Nikki Bowman. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Jerry. Is <laughs> yes, this... the tree is already away. <laughs> oh, Nikki, Nikki, no, 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 don't say that to me. When did you take the tree down? Uh, we took it down on the 30th, but in my defence, we did put it up early, so it went up right around the Late Late Toy Show, so we had had it up for a month, right. and um, we I, I was just sick of the clutter, it's just too much, so yeah, I like to head into the new year clutter-free. <laughs> <laughs> you do know, I, I do know you're originally from South Africa, yes? Yes. And you do know in Ireland, because you're here quite a long time, we have this tradition of, you know, to little Christmas Day, the 6th of January, and a lot of people yes. still abide by that and don't take it down till after that. But I think you've hit the nail on the head here. The problem is this. We're putting stuff up earlier, you know what I mean? And then yeah. it it is too long, isn't it? It is. You know, even in South Africa, we would put our tree up quite early, but it would only sort of be the 1st of December. Yeah. Um, and, you, you know, but it seems like a lot of people now are putting their tree up earlier in line with the Late Late Toy Show and the decorations are out earlier in the shops and we're starting celebrations earlier. And it just feels like too much when the tree is up for six or eight weeks. <laughs> well, Nikki, we're going to have to have a word with Mr. Keelty and RTE to push that uh, toy show into December so as people yes. like yourself and others can put it up on that night and let it run into January, into the new year. We'll, we'll leave that. We'll make a few calls on that for people. But look at there, I do know people. I do know people that even get rid of their trees earlier. Say even when Stephen's Day is gone. I know somebody after Stephen's Day, since Stephen's Day, and they take everything away. Oh, look, I do. I must admit, I start getting sort of a bit edgy about it around about the 26th, 27th and think, no, I've had enough now. Um, because it is, you know, there's a lot of Christmas decorations and especially if you've got a lot of decor over and above just a tree, it can feel like everywhere you look is kind of closing in on you. 
Oh my God, there you go. So you just want, I see what you're talking about. The new year comes in, the old is gone and you want a clearance and a fresh approach into that's 2024 it. and that's your policy. And nothing will change that. Will you, will you always do that? Are you always someone who wants rid of before the turn of the year? Uh, yes, I've always wanted the tree down before kind of, you know, it would come down the latest New Year's Eve kind of thing in the morning because I like to start the new year on a fresh start. Yes. Well, there's somebody already. Angela's been on to us and she says, oh, my God, I couldn't touch it until the 6th. I'm listening to Nikki there, but I just <laughs> couldn't do it. So, folks, maybe you'd get in touch with us today. Tree up until the 6th are gone already. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. Thank you, Angela. Happy New Year. We'd love to hear from from you. Anyway, listen, talk talk to me on a little wider angle because uh, even today my daughter called earlier on to collect all the cardboard boxes and all the stuff for the recycling centre. So I feel there's a bit of decluttering going on, Nikki. Yes. So um, I think people always tend to have this like renewed enthusiasm come a new year. It's a new start, a new slate. And I think that it's always top of the list is to kind of try and clear some clutter as we head into the year. So do you have a policy at the start of a new year of having a look at everything in your home? Um, so I wouldn't do it at the beginning of the year. I tend to do it throughout the year. It's one of those things that's kind of maintenance. But um, I think one of the best things people can do is to not delay decision-making. So even just look at this Christmas period, for instance. A lot of times there's a whole bunch of new stuff coming into our homes and the kids are getting Christmas presents and we're getting presents. And, um, you know, it's now that stuff... I bet a lot of it is sitting on like the, the sideboards or the kitchen counters or the kids' desks, and it hasn't been dealt with yet. Mm. So I would really say that that's one of the first things I tend to look at as we head into January is let's look at those decision-making things that have kind of been left over the holidays that haven't been dealt with. Let's find homes for things. If we don't have space for those things, let's declutter first so we can make space for those things. So generally what I say to people is that decluttering is never just a once-and-done sort of activity because as long as stuff is coming into your house, you need to stay on top of it. Obviously that first Big declutter is the bigger kind of task. And then the, the maintenance that is ongoing should happen throughout the year. As things come in, we make decisions about what else leaves to make space or what we're going to do with that thing when it comes in our house. Does it actually belong in our home or not? I think you have an eye into my home because as you describe <laughs> there, all that stuff sitting around from the Christmas, you might as well be describing my place as well. What, where? I bet it's not just your house. No, <laughs> I, I'm sure I'm a reflection of, 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 of the multitudes out there, to be honest with you. When you talk about Christmas gifting and things like that, where's good to, you know, go with them or to give to? Where should you give this stuff to? Where do you like to give? So um, there's a few places you can kind of pass stuff along. I'm a big fan of trying to find homes in my community. So, you know, the classroom chats I'm on with other moms in my kids' school, I often offer stuff up there and they've got younger kids who are more than happy to take the stuff that we're passing along. Um, friends and family who maybe have kids that are younger than our kids are happy to take stuff. I find even posting things on, you know, your local WhatsApp group or your Facebook page or marketplace and 
and things like that and offering things up, you'll find people in your community that are more than happy to take that stuff off your hands. And then obviously the bigger charities, you know, find your charity shop in your area, find out what they take and don't take and pass it along that way. I think often the biggest stop is that people don't know where to send the stuff. Yeah. And that's what I find with people is they don't declutter because they don't know what to do with it. But once you start, you'll find there's people and places everywhere who, who will want the stuff that you're not using. Yes, good advice there. What about clothes and clothing and wardrobes and that? Is this a good time to go at them and clear out, you know, stuff that you've never worn or never will wear and head to the charity shops with them? Absolutely. So, you know, um, you know, they've done loads of studies about what we actually wear and they say we wear about 20% of our wardrobe 80% of the time, which I believe is true. So, you know, you're only making life harder for yourself by having all of these clothes you don't wear and trying to find the stuff you do wear in and amongst them. So definitely a great time of year to tackle the wardrobe, pull out everything you don't wear that doesn't fit you anymore, that you don't like, um, and get rid of it. I think a lot of times people keep stuff for just in case. Oh, I might grow into it. I might lose weight. I might It might come back into fashion. Um, but a lot of times we're telling ourselves this for years and years on end. So at a point you have to kind of be realistic about what you're actually wearing, and you'll make your life so much easier when you have less stuff in your wardrobe there you go did you ever regret giving something away or something that you decluttered out of your house Earl Louise is very curious to see how you answer that question or listen how you answer um I can't think of anything off the top of my head uh look when we moved from South Africa to Ireland we obviously didn't bring a huge amount of stuff with us Mm. um and there have been times where I thought oh I wish I'd brought that with me um but Not to the point that I would say it's regret. I think a lot of times it's so easy to replace things. And I'm not talking about, you know, replacing everything and not everything is replaceable and we shouldn't just, you know, throw things away. But I think that it's, you know, I think that we attach a lot more importance to things than they really need, um, you know. And, and a lot of times, most of the people I work with also will say to me, oh, yes, I thought I'd regret getting rid of stuff, but actually I don't miss it. So yeah. there's, there's nothing off the top of my head that I've really ever regretted sort of decluttering. Well, that is a testament to you and, and what you do. I, I have to say, I said it again here, there is one tremendous feeling when you do, uh, what would I say, free yourself, you know, from clutter and all this type of stuff I think there's, it's, a, it's a most wonderful feeling. It is, it really does it sort of lightens your mood and takes a weight off your shoulders and really it does make life easier. A lot of times people are buying more things because they think it'll make their lives easier yeah. but that stuff actually makes things harder a lot of the time yeah. All the gadgets and the excess often make life harder rather than simpler. <laughs> You're talking the gadget guy here. Don't even go down that road. <laughs> I, I don't want to see your kitchen. No, <laughs> I have to. I have to. And now you know what they're giving out to me. I had I had uh, an air fryer once and I gave it away. I went to the recycling centre, unused, saw a guy there and said, would you like this? And he took it. And now there's sort of pangs. You know, that's that question I asked you. Did you ever regret? Yes. Now there's and little... now you're thinking, I want one. Yeah, yeah. And I'm getting hints and I'm getting little 
daggers from here, there and everywhere. You gave that away. We should have kept that. That's one gadget we should have kept. But anyway, that's a that's a debate for another day. Listen, you're always so good to join us. May I wish you a happy and you will have, I know, a clutter free uh, new year. Simplify and sort. Nikki Bowman, check Thank her out. And I say again, I could talk to you all day with an accent like that. It's absolutely beautiful. <laughs> Nikki, Thank take you. care. Thank you for joining Keep me well. on the show. Bye-bye. Take care now. Bye. That's Nikki Bowman there. Decluttering expert. But I'm telling you, on late launch, there's more messages there. No, definitely couldn't take the tree down, Jerry, until the 6th or shortly after it, says another uh, few listeners to us there. Anyone got the tree down, got rid of it early? I'd love to hear from you too. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. Up next, it's back for another year, our two on Tuesday. It's time for our two on Tuesday. Two on Tuesday. Playing the songs that just never quite made it to number one. But we were so close. I'm going to be number one. We were so close. Two on Tuesday. Two, two, Yes, it's back for 2024 on Tuesday at this time on Late Launch. And what put me in mind of this one, I didn't watch it. I recorded it, the RTE uh, New Year celebrations with Patrick Keelty. I have to say to you, I, I didn't know what to make of it when I watched it on playback. I watched Jules Holland because I love him every single year. I thought it was a mismatch and mismatch, perhaps. That's just my opinion of it. But anyway, Midjur was on it. And of course, he was a member of Ultravox. And he sang with Ultravox. I think uh, Louise was telling me this morning the most popular, or maybe it was Eamon, the most popular number two song of all time. It was Louise was telling me about this of all time that never made it to number one on the UK charts. It was brilliant. I have it in single version at home. I have it on vinyl single that I brought back when it was released. Oh my God. I'm showing the age now for sure. Here it is, our two and Tuesday. It's Ultravox and Vienna. brilliant. Midjur and Ultravox and Vienna are two on Tuesday, the first one of 2024. So what kept it from top spot? That song was number four, incidentally, back in 81 for four weeks in a row. It stayed at number two in the UK. 
Uh, John Lennon is one man who kept it from top spot with his song Woman and a fella called Joe Dolce was is that his name should that be your face I ain't playing that on late lunch I'm not playing that on late lunch Louise I'm not playing that one on late lunch so please let's have Mr Lennon this kept it from top spot for two weeks One I can hardly express My mixed emotions Just for you, Jerry. Oh, my God almighty. It's only the 2nd of January and my year is ruined. Ready? <laughs> You're doing the chorus. What's the matter, you? Hey! Got no respect. Hey! What do you think you do? Hey! Why you look so sad? Hey! It's not so bad. Hey! It's a nicer place. Ah, shut up, you face. Oh, shove it, shove it in the name of God. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> couldn't help myself. <laughs> they're switching off in the new time. Mm. Anyway, it, it's, that's the truth. Imagine that song kept, you know, Ultravox Vienna from the top spot. But there you go. That's like, who knows? People's tastes are hard to put your finger on by times, aren't they? Well, seriously, Vienna, woman. <laughs> no, no, no. I won't even mention <laughs> the other one. Which one for you? Oh, um, Vienna, I thank you. Ah, yeah, Vienna's a great song, isn't it? It's just a great song. It really, really is. Anyway, that's your two on Tuesday, the first one of the year, with two songs that prevent it. You got a Brucey bonus there from Louise. Anyway, on the Christmas tree, Louise, it's interesting. Francis took her tree down today. Uh, John says no, 7th, 8th of January. Eileen's been on to say, took her tree down today, but won't touch the crib. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Till the 6th of January. Yeah, I heard that before. Yes. It doesn't matter what you can take down all the decorations, but the crib stays up till the sixth, yes. not the tree. Yeah, yeah. So there you are. That's an interesting take on it. Uh, somebody else says there, uh, who who was on? Babs was on to say she took the tree down when it's gone. Is it already? Babs has rid of it yeah. already. New Year's. She, new, yeah, gone as well. Um, what you might call it. Uh, lots of people saying the same about the New Year's Eve show. Doesn't seem to have gone down a storm 
or brewed up a storm for many, many people. It didn't mm. do it for a lot of people at the New Year's Eve show. I just think we can't do it. That's the problem in Ireland. We have struggled with that New Year's show for years and years. Same with comedy. We don't do comedy great from an Irish perspective. It's just a thing and, mm. and can't put your finger on it, really, but that's that's the way it is. Um, team Cara in Dundalk. Hello to everybody in Cara. Uh, hi, Jerry and, with, and team. Wish you all a very happy New Year. Let's hope it's a great one for you and all of us. I hope it is indeed. What wonderful people they are then. The Cara Cancer Support Centre in Dundalk. Lovely to hear from you this afternoon. I hope you have a great one too. Uh, yeah, Bab's there. Tree down and gone, Jerry. So different and, people. Yeah, and just to mention the crib, I, I got your straw. And I got you straw. There you go. Bring it into you tomorrow. Yeah, so we, what we do now is we swap, do we? I give you a piece of my straw. Yeah. And you give me a piece of yours and we put yeah. it into our purses or whatever Wallet we have, our little wallets and we keep it there for the year mm-hmm. and hopefully it'll bring us good we'll luck. We'll never be short of money. We'll never be short of money. No, Apparently. we won't. That is for sure. So that is the tradition, swapping the straw from the cribs. I was, I paid a visit uh, and uh, said the prayers or whatever and picked up the straw. I thought of you when I was there. Mm. And the I was I was a Christmas, uh, Mass on Christmas Day and I was actually surprised at the amount of people getting straw for the same reason. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Very so the tradition. tradition is alive and well. Up next on the show, delighted to welcome her back to Late Lunch After Some Time. Kira Conlon is a life coach, author and speaker. And I have her brand new life flow planner sitting beside me. She's going to sort you out for the new year, I promise. I'm truly delighted to have my next guest back in studio with me. She's a long time associate with Late Lunch. We were just talking a moment ago before we went on air. Kira Conlon, 2012, is that what you were saying to me? 2012 was my first book. When your first book came Must out. have been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've been here with us on and off since and on phones and things when other t- <laughs> things like COVID and that I- I- inter- intervened. Thank you for coming back. Happy New Year to you. Congratulations on what you've developed for yourself in your life and your business as well and here you come you. with the brand new Life Flow Planner I've had this for a while as well I think I need this in my life Kira. <laughs> I really do I think it'd be a great help but let me ask you first of all to begin you tell your story as well you, you came from a place to this whole area from difficult circumstances for yourself didn't you tell our listeners about that going back absolutely well I come from chaos yes is what I say um, so I really struggled for years trying to achieve anything trying to get any type of business up and running I was really disorganised my life was a complete mess mother of three boys um, chaos everywhere and one of the things I suppose that went around in my head at that time was if only I could get organised. So my inner self, my subconscious knew that was what I needed, but I didn't know where to start. Um, but I did. I uh, started off by by using my calendar. So that was one of the first things for me was to start to look at what I wanted to achieve and then start to plan a bit of time for it. Mm. Um, so rather than all of these big lofty goals that I did have, but I didn't know how to achieve them because I couldn't focus. I just kept getting ideas and didn't know how to follow through with them. So that was the first thing I did, Jerry. It was, you know, actually make a little bit of time in the calendar and um, yes, small steps towards doing something different than I'd been doing that wasn't working for me. And and you are a great one, you know, in today's world of touch everything and touch this. But this is an actual <laughs> real book that you get a pen and you sit down and you fill out and you write down. You're a great woman for this, even in this world of <laughs> ours that's online. 
Well, my background is technology. Yes. I was a, a software tester, a technical support engineer, and I love software. So for years I did that. I sat down with people. I'd help them get organised. I'd teach them systems. I'd show them software to get them organised. But a lot of people just aren't very tech savvy. And they struggled a bit with new uh, little apps and things like that. So that was one of my motivations to make something physical, to have somewhere mm. to put it all together. But the other is that the science says that actually physically writing our goals and not with our thumbs or, um, mm. you know, typing, physically writing them with a pen or pencil actually encodes them into our brain, into our long term memory and helps us to move towards achieving them easier. I'm a devil for writing still, as you can <laughs> see around me here with jotting and notes and that. But I do find that too, to be honest with you. When you write it, it's more in there and, and you're more yes. likely, you know, to absorb it and take it on board, which this is all about. Let me ask you then to, to throw this into the mix. <laughs> why plan? Why set goals? Why, why should we do that? There's a number of reasons. I mean, goals motivate us. They give us something to work towards. It gives us some sort of direction. But it also helps us to take control of the overwhelm. Because a lot of people want to change, but they don't know where to start. They don't know how to do it. So if we can set one goal and break it down, that brings us from where we are closer to where we want to be. So, yeah, goals are the, the, the roadmap I suppose, for getting us from our current circumstances yes. to a better self. <laughs> you break this down into, um, if you start uh, on an annual basis, an, an annual, a quarterly, a monthly, a weekly and a daily. So, you know, yeah. it goes from the very top right down to the day to day stuff. And you have for 90 days in here, you go at this each day and you go through a process. Yes. So really, just to clarify, this is for people at work. Yeah. You know, so whether you're an entrepreneur or you work in an organisation, this helps you to go for both personal and professional. But it's about tracking it. It's giving you that strategy system. So the the aim, Jerry, is to take away the overwhelm. Yeah. So it's to give you that step by step strategy. Start here and work through it. Now, the 90 day period is a good period for people to focus, to be able to see what can I possibly achieve in this next next 90 days? And then also to make that distinction or decision about what am I not doing? Because again, if you have a yearly plan or yearly goals, that can be overwhelming. That's a lot I need to achieve. But if I just focus small on the next couple of months, the next quarter, that's more achievable. That's more attainable. And when you mention like work, which it is aimed at, of course, are you talking about like people are listening to us today who just returned to work in their jobs and they're doing any type of job, every type of job as they listen today? Uh, they may be at different levels within the company, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Up to management, senior management level. You have people listening who are self-employed, who are working alone and maybe want to get a bit more of a handle and a grip on things. Is this applicable to all? Absolutely. Yes. So it's about any goals that you have, breaking them down and then each day, how do I focus on the tasks that are going to get me there? And coming up with those goals, they're self-generated, I take, or are they driven by, you know, your environment, your circumstances, your ambitions, where <laughs> you want to go for the future? Is it all that combined? Yes. Yeah. 
So it's whatever you want to achieve. Yes, they're self-generated, but they may be goals that you've been given to achieve at work and a way to break them down. Mm. And, 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 you know, coming back to an aspect of the book, I, I mentioned that you talk about, you know, planning in it, the setting of goals, habits. Talk to me a moment about habits. Why are habits so important? So we are creatures of habit. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and, that, and, you know, when we're knocked off that little track of that habit track, if you like to cause it, it is disconcerting. Yes, yes. So some of the habits that we have are very nourishing and supportive and others not so much. Um, but most of our life is dictated by habit. And again, as I say, some of it we have consciously chosen to create and others we've just kind of accepted or allowed happen in our lives. Now, what I'm talking about is the conscious habits that we have, showering, brushing our teeth, all of these things that we have over our lives created and we don't even think about it. So that's our aim when it comes to creating positive habits. It's to get our habits to a stage where we automate them so we don't even question whether I do it or I don't do it. For me, it's walking the dog. Most days I don't question it, <laughs> except on rainy days. And But, you know, things like that that just become part of who we are. And when we repeat an action or an activity uh, day after day, what we're doing is we're creating new neural pathways in the brain. And those pathways, they get stronger and stronger until the habit is what they say automated. So therefore, we don't have to really try so hard at it. And that's what we're trying to achieve when we're creating a habit in order to help us get a goal. So in other words, I want to lose weight or become fitter in the new year. So what am I going to do? I'm going to create a habit of daily exercise or regular exercise. And we want to do that at the same time, more or less every day, because that will help us to create the habit more quickly. Mm. And then it'll become easier over time. And you'll miss it if you don't do it. <laughs> That's what we hope, yes. <laughs> because you, it becomes ingrained within yourself as well. Yes. In a, in a work situation, you know, people, you know, find themselves in positions, let's say, where um, they want to change at the start of a new year. People may be thinking at the moment, listening to us, thinking, well, I'd like to take on something new, a new job, a new opportunity or whatever. What happens with this? You know what I mean? If, if you do make the move or are looking to make the move, is this still, you know what I'm talking about? Can you apply this and take it with you, whether you move to somewhere new, e- even if you're working on it in a situation that you find yourself at the moment? Yes, absolutely. And and I suppose the 90 day idea of it is that things change quickly and we can focus intently for those 90 days and then start again or start fresh. But we also have the opportunity of every month checking in, reflecting, refocusing and moving on. So each month we want to spend a little bit of time just looking at, you know, what was last month like? Did I do Mm. what I said I would do? And what do I need to change or tweak? Mm. Because a lot of the time people start out at the new year and they try to change and they fail and then they just give up. So what I'm trying to do with the Life Flow Planner or with this type of strategy is, okay, that didn't work. So how can I change? How can I, you know, tweak things a little bit um, so that next month I'm going to be more successful? And part of it, as you'll have seen inside, there's space for creating those habits, for thinking about how do I create a habit? 
And with any habit, even if we've done it millions of times before, we want to really think through. And that's a lot of the time where people fail. They don't really plan out or think through something like I'm going to walk every day because you think that's just, you know, that's easy. It's part of life. But actually, what time are you going to walk? Where are you going to walk? Are you going to walk with somebody? What are you going to do on days that it's raining? So it's really just taking a few minutes to think through all the options, all the possible ways that might go wrong so that you're setting yourself up for success. And each month you get that opportunity to do it again. If it didn't work as well as you'd like it, what can I change? Do you share this with anybody or is this very (laughs) personal to you as you start to work through it and fill it out? Do you keep it to yourself? You know what I'm talking about? If you're struggling a wee bit with it, where do you go? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's what a coach is for, Jerry. (laughs) True. (laughs) You know, and that's one of the things, actually, in order to be successful, there's I believe there's two things you need. One is a plan and the other is accountability. And the people who have coaches or have some kind of mastermind, if they're an entrepreneur, if they have somebody there helping them and and holding them accountable are usually more successful. Hmm. So somebody like that, uh, in addition to this, is uh, the dream ticket. (laughs) The dream ticket. Is what you'd say. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Um, In putting this together, you know, you joined me back in 2012, the first time when when you started this. Have you pulled from, you know, back then and your experience subsequently and has those years in between enabled you, you know, to come to this point in time? I think so. I mean, I've been planning or thinking about doing this for years, but it was never a real priority to create this um, planner. And I'm glad I didn't before now because, yes, we always mature, we always learn more, we see things that work and don't work so well. And this is a an accumulation of all of that learning. But also I have got some of my clients to input into this, to try it out before I actually went to print. So I have had, you know, entrepreneurs and people working in in businesses using the methodology for some time. For somebody who is particularly organised and, you know, feels they're on top of things as well, is there a place for this with them or is it aimed at somebody who needs to really focus and and pull together? We all need it. Okay, absolutely. Right. We all need it. Yes, because we all need a a way to plan, a way to focus, a way to stay productive and to stay organised. So, yeah, whether you're organised or not, it definitely has a place. You know, you're here today on the first day back for our (laughs) show and and that's why I invited you in, because this is a a new beginning. It's a good time, I take it. Like if you wanted an ideal time to start this over the next couple of weeks or so, launching into a new year. Yes. I mean, any any week is a good time to start fresh, really. It doesn't matter if it's January or in April. Um, but what we want is that every month, every week, we have a plan. Mm. So that's how we're going to have the most success in life is by starting each week, each day with a plan. What am I trying to achieve today? And that helps us to focus. You mentioned, you know, you've had input from people you've worked with in, yes. in the past and, that, and others as well. You've seen over the years that your philosophy and what you do and what you coach and what you teach has this works. This you've this seen works. the results. <laughs> this works. It does, and it works for me. I've started to use it myself. <laughs> and walk the walk, uh, I'm, talk the I'm talk. very happy yes, that yes. it is working. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But and and that is the big thing thing about it. The habit tracker. I like this again as well. I've been through this. As I said, I've ha- I've had it for a while, and you know, it takes. I suppose a little bit of 
you know, work to, to just uh, twig into it and, and, and to, to get on board. But once you do, it's pretty straightforward, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. But there is, with the planner, when you buy the planner, there is a free video course okay. that walks you through um, exactly how to use it. So you get up and running more quickly with that. It's beautifully produced, may I say. <laughs> Whoever did it for you, it's a gorgeous. On the gorgeous. dot, in, oh uh, my god, yeah, like Johnny Gall, fabulous. Oh, they've Fiona they, they, they've made a wonderful job of it. But again, just before we finish, it is a commitment to this. When you get this, you have the uh, the other facility offered with it too. It's a question of getting this and setting to work with it straight away and and being disciplined to to work with this and it work with you. Yeah. But what I've been told is it, it because it's so beautifully produced, um, it's a pleasure for people to sit down and actually work through it. And at this time of year, as you say, getting a pen, taking some time, even going to a coffee shop, you know, out of your normal environment to just allow yourself to think a little bit clearly. And yeah, and it can be a, an enjoyable process. It certainly can. Where is it available? How can people get hold of it? I'll find out more information about it. Lifeflowplanner.com is the website or my own website, kiraconlon.com. It's beautiful. It really is. I, I want to give my copy to somebody out there today. I'd be afraid just to destroy this book. Have you? Yeah, have you? You have and Kira's brought yeah. us a copy as well along <laughs> so we can give one away. All if you'd like this, if you're in work, if you're in business, if you're self-employed, if you feel you need a direction, a focus, this is the book for you this year. Life Flow Planner 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. Just text me, text me or WhatsApp me the word a planner. Uh, with your name and details and we'll send it out to you today and away you go and life will be fantastic we promise you it's great to see you again I wish you luck with everything you do thank you for popping into the show today Happy thank New you, Year Sherry. to you Kira. Happy New Year Thank you for joining me Mr. Lewis Capaldi on your late lunch this Tuesday afternoon. First day back after the Christmas. Our Karen was just saying to us a moment ago there, isn't it the worst break in terms of time off that it's New Year's Day yesterday and you're straight back into work today, Karen. You are 100% right. But this coming year, did you know, ladies and gentlemen, is a leap year. The 29th of February happens this year, an extra day. So that means that Christmas Day next year goes to the Wednesday, midweek. So it jumps the Tuesday, goes to the Wednesday. So I think we're going to have a real long break next Christmas time, longer than this year. Anyway, if New Year's Day will be on Wednesday, Thursday... Well, uh, what will, I, can't, I can't figure out myself. We'll still be back on the Thursday, won't we? We will. We will. It won't happen next year. You want it at the weekend, don't you? Yeah, you wanted to run into the weekend. Sorry, my old mats and my dates are a bit arseways there, to be honest with you. But uh, yeah, you wanted to run into the weekend to give you the extra dates. We will be back in on the Thursday, but we'll have more days off next year. That is for sure. Did you know I'm giving away a thousand euro on late lunch in January? Yes, it's January on late lunch. Did you hear Miss Louise Walsh's story early on? Oh, so funny wasn't she brilliant I told one a bit more serious have you a hairy story a hairy moment in your life tell me on late lunch I'll give you a thousand euro yes we're going to give one person one listener this January a thousand euro if you tell me about your hairy moment and I'm sure we're going to get a few of them for sure and uh, we have a 
a jury assembled to make the decision. But somebody will be picked for a grand, a grand before the end of the month for your hairy story. Let us know a hairy story, a hairy moment in your life. 086 658 by WhatsApp or text. Just send us in the word hairy and we'll give you a shout and we'll see what it's about. Or if you want to voice uh, a message into us on WhatsApp, go ahead. You're quite welcome to do so. The Christmas tree debate rages. And I'll tell you, it's getting pretty close at this stage. Some people are saying, yes, keep it up till the 6th and beyond, Jerry. It's a tradition. We mustn't break that tradition. And that comes in from a, a number of I, I, this number of messages there and that. But on the other hand, Teresa and Joan and Anne-Marie are saying, down with the tree. Ours are gone already, Jerry. We agree with that woman you had on the show earlier on. That was Nikki Bowman. Uh, Nikki Bowman, decluttering expert, who was telling us she got rid of the tree on the 30th as well. There you are, horses for courses. Some keep them, some don't want them. But the crib, you can't touch the crib until the 6th. I have the crib at home as well and I wouldn't go near it. I put the wise men in on the 6th. On the morning of the 6th, I put the wise men in. I do, I have to. And I leave them there the 6th and then the 7th, she's all gone. That's it at that stage. We clear the house, clear the decks. And doesn't it look so bare when all of the decorations are gone? It really does. It really dawns on you then you're in the darkest, dreariest point of the year. You really are. Uh, What about the darts? Are you watching the darts? Luke Littler, 16 years of age, is he going to be world champion? The semi-finals are tonight. I love the darts. I absolutely love it. I'm glued to it. I think he's going to win it. 16 years of age. Can he throw darts? Did you see the video of him when he was 18 months? The mammy took it. And him throwing darts at 18 months at a dartboard and picking up the trebles. He is fantastic. Can't wait for the semi-finals this evening. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. First show back in the year of our Lord 2024 this Tuesday afternoon. Hi, Jerry. Will you tell them all in there? There are 12 days of Christmas, not four or five. What are they doing wishing their lives away? Uh, If I took my decorations down before little Christmas, my mum and dad would come back to haunt me, (laughs) says Mary (laughs) McAvoy. This afternoon. I love that. And I love that saying, they'd come back to haunt me. There you go. It's 12 days of Christmas. And really, we should aim to make it more seasonal. I said it before, Christmas will be starting in July. Give us a break. Let's try and keep Christmas to December. Can we do that? Can we? No, we won't be able to because big commercial interests and everyone don't want us to. They're pushing it on us, foisting it on us. Yes, that's exactly what they're doing. But I'd love to see it more seasonal for sure. I think the vote has gone definitely today in favour of tradition and keeping uh, as much as we can up until uh, Little Christmas Day, which is the 6th of January, in case you didn't know for all heathens out there. No, I'm only joking. joking. That's a tongue-in-cheek remark. Anyways... I'm bringing something back to late lunch today. Yes, we've had top five countdown for the last year, but I still have so many to do and decided to revive it. We are going to do this at this time each day on late lunch in 2024. The late lunch artist of the week. Artist of the week. Yes, artist of the week is back. And this first week of January, my artist of the week is Mr. Ian Jury. Do you remember him? Oh, yes. Back to the late 70s into the 80s. Ian Jury was born on the 12th of May 1942. And sadly, he's with us no more. He passed away on the 27th of March in the millennium year 2000. 
he was a grand little fella growing up and unfortunately for him he contracted polio at the age of seven they reckon he got it he was out in some swing swimming baths in england and he picked it up there and because of polio he was hospitalized for almost two years it resulted in him being uh, paralyzed and he had a withering on the entire left side of his body but by god this fella from difficult circumstances really made his mark he was a brilliant in the world of arts. In fact, he he, uh, painted. Uh, He was a wonderful painter. Did you know that, Ian Jury? He was indeed. But music became his life and he formed Kilburn and the High Roads. I love that. Kilburn and the Irish are very familiar, aren't they? Kilburn and the High Roads in 1971. And they played their first gig at the Croydon School of Arts on the 5th of December 1971. He was vocalist, lyricist, co-writer, along with pianist Russell Hardy and that group began performing and so Ian Jury's musical career was on the way. Being the first day back, the beginning of the new year, what are we going to hear from my artist of the week, Ian Jury, today? I think this one is very important at the start of the year. It's Mr Ian Jury and Reasons to be Cheerful, Part 3. Reasons to be Cheerful, Part 3. Reasons to be cheerful. Part three. Reasons to be cheerful. Part three. Reasons to be cheerful. One, two, three. One, two, three. In jury and the blockheads, my artist of the week. Reasons to be cheerful. Part three, and we'll bring you another from Ian tomorrow on the show and more about his life and times. Uh, I leave, uh, where is that one there I saw? And that is very interesting. Uh, the crib should stay up till Candlemas, Jerry, which is February the 2nd. Uh, says another listener. Uh, there's another one there to say, uh, Jerry, I leave the Christmas tree up in the crib until after the 6th. Is that okay? Do you think? Absolutely okay. Whatever you feel is uh, for you. You do that for sure. Now, uh, Kira Conan was with me, uh, her wonderful Life Flow Planner. I have beautiful bound new copies going to Gronia Lynn this afternoon. And Dolores, whoever you are, Dolores, I love your message. I see how it can help you. And we'll get a copy to you. We'll get your surname as well shortly. Final break of this first day back in 24 and late lunch. And after the break, a good friend of ours, pharmacist Cathy Marr is joining uh, us to talk about the RSV virus. I don't think I've ever experienced or known of so much respiratory issues in the community as there is at the moment. I don't know what it's like where you are, but certainly in my locality for sure. Uh, pharmacist Cathy Marr from Haven Pharmacy in Dalik is on the line, familiar with it. She is. Cathy, Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year, Jerry. I'm wishing you a healthy and a happy New Year. Well, that's what we all desire. I'm unfortunately familiar with RSV because mm-hmm. one of my little grandchildren was hospitalised mm-hmm. with it over the Christmas time. It's a very frightening scenario with a small child, isn't it? It really is. And you're right, there have been lots of respiratory issues. Um, but we've become more familiar with the term RSV over the past number of years. In 2012, it was then established as a notifiable disease, so particularly in younger children, which means when a case is identified, it's reported to the HSE and monitored by the Health Protection Surveillance Centre. So it's important we do keep an eye on cases and how they go. Now, 
when do you decide, or when is it decided for you by this virus that uh, assistance is needed, be it from a GP or a hospital emergency? Yeah, it, it's a really hard one. And I suppose it's important to remember it's most common in children under five, under four or five. Um, and almost every child by their first birthday will have had one case of RSV. Unfortunately, unlike many other viruses, RSV um, immunity, so that your natural immunity you would develop to any infection, it's really short-lived. So it's not uncommon uncommon for children to have multiple cases or multiple um, incidents of RSV. But when we watch how it progresses in a child, and you've described your little grandchild, um, we can see it starts off, can be very, very simple in terms of normal raised temperature, some upper respiratory symptoms, so sniffles, sneezing, a mild cough, and you're kind of really watching that. But then that can develop quite quickly to um, more severe symptoms and, and lower respiratory um, conditions. So, you, you know, parents out there will know when, when the child is coughing, you might have a distressing cough. It gets very wet. You can hear rattling in the bottoms of the lungs. Um, the child might become quite fatigued and even dehydrated. And if you have a very young child, particularly under one year, under six months, that begins to stop producing wet nappies, then I'd be exceptionally concerned. And I'm a huge believer, Jerry, as are most healthcare professionals, in trusting the instincts of parents. And parents do know when their child is very unwell. You know, so when we go from that, like they're a bit dosed and we're monitoring this maybe four or five days in, but when they become quite unwell, I wouldn't hesitate in contacting GP out of ours or into A&E because when they do become quite unwell, it moves from supportive care, which is paracetamol and fluids that we manage at home, into perhaps requiring hospitalisation, perhaps needing um, oxygen, some IV fluids. Um, unfortunately, perhaps some children need um, ventilation. Yes, it is. Uh, when it progresses to that stage, it certainly is in the hands of people uh, in hospital to to care for for the child. Just come back to something you said there, because I'm I just wanted to clarify it. When a little child gets it and they go through it and they come out the other side, are you saying there's no guarantee it can recur again, even quite quickly? Even within the same season, absolutely. Now, a vaccine has been developed, and and the NI. NIAC, so the um, Immunisation Advisory Committee in Ireland has, has recognised that young children and very older adults should be given the RSV vaccine, though it hasn't launched, it hasn't launched properly yet. It's recommended maybe some, from before the RSV season begins, so it's not of any benefit for this season. But whilst it's a childhood infection, it will be really, really common. So most children get it, as I said, before the age of one. And then when you immunity, because the virus changes, when you have immunity, you can redevelop it. So, and also seems when a child has a very mild episode of RSV, that cough, that viral cough can last for three, four, five weeks. And very often I'd have mums and dads and grandparents into the pharmacy describing maybe a child's cough that's lasting. That's quite distressing. So we have to manage what's still maybe from the first attack, what's perhaps another infection. So really to allow people to understand how RSV travels through the body, the initial incubation period, which is, say, the time from exposure to the first infection to the appearance of symptoms can be anything from two to eight or nine days, but usually within four or five days. So when a young child has been exposed to RSV, they'll usually develop infection within maybe five days, four to six, five days. And then that infection can last for up to 10 to 14 days. You're talking a week, week and a half, two weeks.
So we've got that and then a viral cough that can last for three or four weeks after that again. So it seems sometimes the child is unwell for quite some time. And it's not uncommon for children under the age of two to have maybe what seems like a viral infection every six weeks during these winter months. So it's trying to distinguish what can we manage through supportive care at home, paracetamol for temperature, perhaps some over-the-counter cough remedies that are suitable in that age group and lots and lots of fluids but then reminding people if you do become concerned or your child is exhibiting symptoms that actually are indicating a more serious respiratory infection and viral illnesses in children we know can cause other things such as meningococcal disease so we just have to be really really cautious and if there's any concern I'd have no hesitation contacting the GP. RSV is exceptionally contagious and we have spoken before, you and I, around hand hygiene. So it's really important, particularly this season. And I know before Christmas we talked about don't be kissing newborns. So yeah. really keep keep mind the newborns because babies under the age of six months, those that have been born premature, those that maybe live in a household where parents or other people in the household smoke, they're all at risk of developing, developing a more serious form of RSV, as are those with underlying conditions. So we may have... Maybe older children, maybe in the six, seven, eight, or even young teens that may have an underlying condition such as diabetes or something else, and they're more likely to develop more serious disease. So it's really important that those young people and children aren't aren't put at higher risk, such as you know crowded places, Christmas gatherings, mm. out in the fields at the minute. So we just need to really be careful because cases are still very, very high. Last week in particular, cases of um, a, a defined flu so actually po- people that have tested positive for flu positive for COVID and positive for RSV were exceptionally high last week Yeah and um, just before we finish that uh, issue of it being highly contagious it's difficult in families where you have other siblings other small children and that isn't it it's not the easiest to manage It's not the easiest to manage but it's, it's no harm to remind children um, from a very very early age of hand hygiene of how cough etiquette and sneeze etiquette and, you know, bin the tissue and wash your hands for 10 seconds afterwards. We need to ensure that young children follow those guidelines that we know because that can help reduce um, con- you know, the contagion of it. it. The virus itself can stay on door handles, on hard surfaces for a number of hours afterwards. So even just hygiene generally around the house, that um, hand gel, hand washing, all of that really helps. Yes. But then to avoid um, external contact as well. Yeah. But it's really, to remember... Primarily, it's a childhood condition. Primarily, it's mild. It can turn serious. So it's just really to give people reassurance. Yeah. If I have a parent in with me who's exceptionally concerned and outlines any of those symptoms, I'd certainly be seeing seek okay. further help. Cathy, you're great. And uh, thanks for obliging us again the, today on the show. We will be talking through the year. Thanks a million. Take care. Bye-bye. That's uh, Cathy Marr there on the RSV virus. Eddie Caffrey's on his way with The Drive here on LMFM Radio. We'll see you midweek Wednesday for late lunch at 1.30. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.